Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz drummer and vibraphonist Warren Wolf. Originally from Baltimore, Maryland, he grew up studying the classical composers like Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart. And the rest of his jazz life is being spent trying to find a good melody, the backbone, to any classical composer. He talked with Neon Jazz about his March 4, 2017 upcoming gig in Kansas City at the Folly Jazz Series with the great Cyrus Chestnut and his trio. It will feature some of the tunes off his latest record, 2016's Convergence. Over the years, he has been busy on stages all over the world, including Wally's in Boston for over two years. So get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Hey, Warren, thanks for taking a minute out to talk to me about your show coming up here in KC. No, it's no problem. No problem. So talk to me a little bit about how you feel about coming to KC to play with uh, Cyrus and, and and being at the Folly and just being here in KC. Well, both of them, are, it's like a, can't call it a homecoming, but, you know, it, I'm just looking forward to coming back to Kansas City. I've yeah. played the Folly Theater in about, I'll just say six years or so. So the last time I was there, I was playing with uh, bassist Christian McBride and a group um, I was touring with at the time called Inside Street. And we had a great time. I haven't played with Cyrus. Actually, we played together maybe about a year ago somewhere out west in California. But it's always great to play with Cyrus, being that we're from the same hometown of, of, of Baltimore. And, you know, just to come out to Kansas City and play some swings, play some jazz, it's, it's going to be a great time. What's it like to be in Kansas City with the history that we have? And just kind of, what, are, what, are, what have your business been like to Kansas City? Every time I've been there, it's just been great. Like from the Folly Theater, to the uh, American Jazz Room. I played there with Bobby Watson. It's just been really warm. Every time I've been there, uh, it's just just been super cool. Uh, I believe I played the, uh, I'm not sure if this is the same city, but I'm I'm very positive I played a Jazz and Ribs Festival there uh, a couple of years ago. So every time I come to Kansas City, it's just been nothing but a warm reception. It's just been awesome. And you're always busy. Your latest album is Convergence. Talk to me a little bit about this album. Are you going to be playing some tunes off the album when you're here? We'll probably play a, a mix of some of Cyrus's things and a few of my things. So, uh, yes, on Convergence, I'll probably play maybe two to three at max tunes from the record. <laughs> going to play the tunes. And, and also we'll probably call a few standards, too. So it's, it's always good to give a good mix of everything. Right on. You know, we have a pretty big bias here at Neon Jazz for the vibraphone. It's one of our favorite instruments. So mm-hmm. I, I always want to know... What What is it about the vibes that you like the best? It's a percussion instrument, and I, I'm just an all-around total percussion player. I had classical training in high school. I also played the drum set. The piano can sometimes be looked at as a percussion instrument. So, But with the vibes, you know, it's something cool that you just don't get to see on a, on a daily basis. You're hitting this instrument with two mallets. You have a pedal, kind of like a piano. And it's, it's honestly, from an audience perspective, it's something cool to look at, you know, something that you just don't get to see. It's a dreamy-like sound, a pretty sound, a bell, bellish type sound. You know, just just a nice instrument that that's not the everyday instrument that you would see in the front of a jazz band. Absolutely. So you you're from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Give me an idea of what what your childhood was like. What what was the scene like? How did you grow up seeing jazz? How did you get into it? Well, my dad, he uh, had a band around town, and they played on the weekends in the Baltimore, D.C. area. Uh, so I would always just watch my dad and his band play. Um, there was a club 
that was owned by a former uh, member of the now, if any young people out here, they might not remember this, but the former Baltimore Colts before they moved to Indianapolis. There was a guy named Lenny Moore. He played for the team. He owned a club in a Baltimore uh, neighborhood. It was called the uh, the Sportsman's Lounge. So my dad, they used to play there. And then sometimes on Monday nights when I was a teenager, I would sneak out the house and go up there on Monday so I could sit in with some of the guys. There weren't but so many sessions, at least that I could get to, because, again, I'm a teenager. I didn't have a car. But the Sportsman's was one of those main clubs where everybody would go to so they could play and, you know, get their jobs done, get their, get their work in. You know, the one thing about you in your history is that you come from a classical music background with Bach and Beethoven and Mozart. How did mm-hmm. that kind of stringent classical mentality translate into your jazz mentality today? For me, it's always about making pretty melodies. So if you li- listen to a lot of classical music, you realize that Bach and Beethoven – Antonio Vivaldi, a lot of those guys, they were writing these melodies. They actually had jazz harmony. I'm sure they weren't thinking about that stuff back then, but it had jazz harmony in there. And it's always based on, like, pretty melodies and things like that. So I try to trans- transfer some of that stuff over to when I'm composing. I'm going to have pretty melodies that the audience will remember. And, um, you know, nice melodic solos that, again, that the audience can remember. I'm so much of a, a player for the people, so I like to put my energy there. And the one thing about your history as a musician, even getting into music, is that you've had great teachers. Talk to me about, you spent a lot of time with Dave Samuels. Talk to me about what he taught you about not only being a musician, but living life well. Dave was just an awesome guy. A lot of our private lessons, we didn't even play. We would just, again, talk about uh, what to expect once you graduate from school, because a lot of schools, they don't give you a formula. They just kind of give you your, your degree and say, okay, that, uh, you graduated, you're done. But Dave and I, we talked about, you know, how to go about getting work, how to conduct yourself, being a professional. That's on that end. But on the playing side, he, he challenged me in, in many different ways of playing not only straight-ahead jazz like bebop or, you know, uh, the American Songbook, but just how to, stretch and open your mind, like playing in, in different polyrhythms and uh, different time signatures and, and things like that. You know, the one thing, too, that, that I, I find interesting, when you were in Boston, you played at Wally's for two years. You had a regular gig there. That had to be a great experience and a great learning curve for you. Definitely was. And actually, during those two years, I hardly played vibes. I was, it was, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I hardly played vibes at that club. Uh, 98% of the time, you would catch me there on Fridays and Saturdays playing drums. Drums is very much a uh, another instrument of, of my choice that I really like to perform on. But it was just great to be there and playing with guys who are your age and just trying to accomplish and learn more, learning different tunes. Actually, on the physical side, getting more endurance because that gig was it was pretty long. You know, our first set was two hours took a half-hour break, and then we came back and played almost another 90 minutes. We did that every Friday and Saturday. Well, I did it every Friday and Saturday night for two years. Again, you know, playing with some of the guys who came out from New York, you know, when they would play the major clubs in town, if they wanted to play more, they would come down to Wally's. And I had a chance to meet plenty plenty of people there and just learn how to mold and learn how to direct a band. I learned all of that through Wally's. As a practitioner of jazz, i got a simple question for you, but it packs a punch. Why do you love jazz? Why do I love jazz? Hmm. 
Jazz is a, is a well, big word. I love jazz, honestly, though, because of the freedom that you get in the uh, improvisation. Jazz, to me, is not just what people heard in the 40s and 50s and everything. Jazz is just America's music where you're free to do whatever you want, whether it's solo jazz to pop jazz or acid jazz, hip-hop jazz, whatever you want. It's just a freedom, kind of like a freedom of speech, I should say. You know, when everybody sees you on Saturday here in KC, and when everybody sees you live, they see you the musician, a very talented jazz musician. But I want to get to kind of the essence of who you are, and this is my final question for you. Everyone has a version of you, your family, your friends, those that watch you from the crowd, business associates. But when you personally wake up and face the world, who do you think you are? I'm Warren Wolf, the husband, Warren Wolf, the father, lastly, Warren Wolf, the musician. I'm an average, everyday guy who still wakes up and changes diapers and takes out the trash and washes the dishes and, and goes to the movies with his wife when he has time. Music is is a blessing for me. It's something that I'm that I'm able to do to provide for my family. So I guess, you know, after all of that, at the end of the day, I'm just a regular family, man. After play music, great. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. I like it. Definitely. Warren, hey, have a great time in Kansas City, and thank you for taking a minute out to talk with me. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, Boston, Casey, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Warren for bringing his cool to Kansas City. All of those vibes we dig the time and music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, you can always go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.